0: in Jesus name and I thank you father that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live but it's Christ who lives in me in Jesus name amen glory be to God is everybody finished taking their test is Jonas the last one to take the test we don't want to give out any answers amen The last time we were together, we talked about the laver and the purpose of the laver. What was the laver? It was a basin that contained water that was used for the purpose of washing. It was a wash basin that contained water used for the purpose of washing. And the scripture that verifies that is Exodus chapter 30. And who was the ones that would use the laver? It would be Aaron and his sons now they only washed their hands and feet and why did they only wash their hands and feet because their whole body was already clean according to exodus the 40th chapter and we went on dealing with the um the brazen or the bronze um mirrors those bronze mirrors were so shiny that you could see your reflection through those mirrors and where did they get those mirrors from exodus 38 will tell you where the mirrors come from it came from the women who was at the tent the door of the tent of um, meetings and then the question was why how did the uh, labor represent jesus jesus is the word amen john 1 1 and it also tells us in ephesians 5 what 26 that husbands should love their wives just as christ loved the church and gave himself for it and he sanctified it he cleansed it by the washing of the water by what the word so we know that um labor was what they used to wash their hands and feet with and how did Jesus come a part of that I gave you the scriptures for that so that covered um what we went over before with the labor and I know last time we was together it seems as if you had so many scriptures amen and the reason why I give so many scriptures at times is because we want to have witnesses If I give you one, I want to give you, uh, let it be established by two or three witnesses. So when you're ministering to somebody, instead of pointing them to one verse, you can point them to another verse, and it will help them to see in the Bible where it started at and where it ended at. I'm telling you, the teaching dealing with the pattern, the way that God um, wants things to be, if we follow his pattern, his way of doing things, y'all, we will not miss it. Um, I had the opportunity to go with my daughter for two days uh, for her orientation and within that time they had to cram in so much but they had a pattern they had a way of doing things and I know this pattern probably was set up years ago but as they followed this pattern it would lead up to each thing that they would have them to do you know they had a way you had to check in after you checked in then you had to go to the next um, um, place that they told you to go But in order to get to that place, y'all, they had little signs out pointing you the way that you should go. So as you followed the direction that they gave you, you ended up where they they wanted you to be for that next session or whatever they wanted you to do. And y'all, it was so much in line, a child couldn't miss it. Because it pointed you everywhere they wanted you to be at a specific time. They gave you your agenda. They told you what time you were going to have this, the time you were going to have that. And guess what? When they said they were through, they were through. So today, they, they said they were going to be through at 4 o'clock. we sitting in the auditorium, y'all. I looked at my watch. It was exactly 3.57, right? Those people got us out of there. 4 o'clock. Because everybody was on the same accord. They were following the same, y'all, I'm getting so excited. This is the world. They were following the same pattern, and everybody had a part to play in what they were doing. And by everybody doing their part, it came together, come together the way that university wanted it to come together. So if somebody got out of line, it's gonna throw somebody else off. I mean, they were precise. On everything that they had to do they knew how long it was gonna take they didn't go over the time they did exactly what they were told to do can you imagine we as the body of Christ doing what the Word of God tells us to do through the leader that God has given you don't you know we're gonna end up in a good place and how are we gonna know that it's going to work if we don't start out from the beginning doing it right we're going to end up where God wants us to be at the end. But if you have somebody in there that's saying, no, we need to do it this way, then we're not going to do it the way God wants us to do it. So, this is why they had a leader. The leader was Moses. Moses took the instructions from God, Moses passed it down to the people, and the people had to carry it out. So, everybody has a part they have to play in the order of the church. And if somebody get out of order, and this is why the church is like it is, this is why you have so much tradition in churches, because the word of God said the tradition of men make the word of God of none effect. That means God's word is not going to take effect in that house because they're out of order of the will of God. So this is why you can't attach to tradition because that's man's way of doing things. That's not the pattern that God set forth for the church to do what he would have him to us to do so this is why we're going over the order of the church so anytime that you may be asked to go somewhere or to support you know another ministry and what they're doing it might be family it might be anybody when you watch how they carry things out if it's not carried out the way God orchestrated it to be carried out then it's no part point of being a part of that because it's not going to manifest anything it's going to manifest the flesh and not the spirit so this is why we have to make sure that we are on one accord when it comes to the things of God first of all remember when God set a leader in a house he set that leader in the house to obey what he's telling that leader as the the leader get it from God the leader passes it down to whomever God tell him or her to pass it down to they don't try to go in there and change up what the word is saying to fulfill what they want to fulfill but they do it according to the word and as we do it according to the word we should already know it's going to work but people that are not in the word that don't know the order of the church they're going to buck against the leader thinking no it'll be better this way no it's going to be the way God wanted to be done not your way not my way but the way he would have it to be done. So if you have um, somebody bucking against whatever is going on in the church, you're going to see confusion. Where you see confusion, you're going to see every evil work because everybody has a way of going forth. It may not be the way I go forth, but we're going to be on one accord. That means they're not going to take away from the word or add to the word, but they're going to do exactly what the word is saying. And you should never say No, that ain't what um, you should be doing. If your leader told you to do it, that is what you're supposed to be doing because you're supposed to trust the one that God has put over you to know they're not going to go outside of what God is doing. Anybody who go behind a leader and ask somebody else who they think that know the word and the person that they ask go back and say, well, this is how it should be. They are out of order. First thing they should say is what did your leader tell you? that's what should come out of their mouth that's respecting leadership what did your leader say well if that's what they said and it's according to the word that's what you do why are you coming to me to ask me have y'all ever thought about that anybody that asks you something and don't go to the source that put it out there they are trying to get something stirred up that's why you say go to your leader what did your leader say well I didn't hear him that well well you need to go to them personally and see what their instructions are before you go to somebody else you go to whoever gave you that God is putting this out here for some reason so this is what we have to do we have to follow his order and we pray that every person that's in leadership they know their leader well enough to know that that leader is not going to go outside of God amen so we see each thing that was in that tabernacle it um was symbolic of Jesus so it was leading up to Jesus Christ so this is why we're doing the tabernacle the next thing that I want to talk about in that tabernacle is the lampstand that's the next next item we want to talk about now before we even get to the lampstand there was a veil remember we said that there, there was the courtyard and we know what the courtyard was surrounded in white linen We had a gate that we went through, which was the um, blue, the scarlet, and the purple. Blue heaven, scarlet the blood, the purple mean um, royalty, right? Mean king. And we know the white represented his righteousness. The gate, which represented um, Jesus. We can't be made right, not unless we go through who? Jesus Christ. So the gate represented him because he is the gate, and how you go through the gate to get to the father. We saw the bronze... um, altar which we know bronze represents judgment silver represent what redemption so we know that's what that courtyard was um, made out of Um, so when you get to the brazen altar you know that's where the sacrifices was and we know that Jesus laid down his life because the Bible say behold John said here's the lamb of God that take away sins of the world so we know that that brazen altar is where the sacrifice was laid Um, that was Jesus who was laid on that on the cross brazen altar so we know how that um represented jesus we talked about um the labor and we know how they what they had to do with that now the next thing is remember y'all this is um dealing with not even going into the tabernacle yet that tabernacle had a veil it had a veil and the priest was the only ones that could enter through that veil when they entered through that veil you had a lamp stand. And that's what we're going to talk about, that lampstand, And that's in Exodus 25, 31. Exodus 25, 31. And thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold, a beaten work shall the candlestick be made, his shaft and his branches, his bowls, his knobs, and his flowers shall be of the same. So God has given Moses the pattern of, of how this lampstand should be made, this candlestick should be made. So he's telling them it's got to be made of pure gold. So, what did that gold represent? It represents the deity and the holiness of God. Understand the other items was made of bronze, it represents judgment. But now they're entering into the holy place. And in that holy place, everything in there is made of gold because it represents deity and it represents his holiness. So once they enter in, they see this lampstand. Now, God gave Moses the pattern of how this lampstand should be made. Now, when he gave it to Moses on how it should be made, y'all, this is what I love. He didn't tell Moses to make it. This is where people mess up at, especially leaders. When God gives me something to do, it ain't only for me to do it. It's for me to select whom God would have to carry out what God is telling me to do. So every joint in the body of Christ supplies. Everybody has something that God has anointed them to do. But God is going to let that leader know who can step in that position to do what needs to be done. So we look at Moses... He knew that he wasn't going to be the one to make that lampstand. God already told Moses who was going to be the one to do it. That's that's how we follow the pattern of God. It's no way if God told me something and I go in there to try to do it myself and God said, I didn't tell you to do it. I'm telling you what I want made and then I'm going to tell you who I want to do it because God is going to put his spirit upon that individual to carry out what needs to be carried out. And guess what? Once God tell me who he want to carry it out, y'all, this is so awesome. He's going to give it to that individual. He know that individual need help. So he's going to tell that individual, this is who else I want you to help, want to help you with that task. Isn't that awesome? So this is why if God has different people in the church set up to do different things, remember every joint supply, but once that, um, every joint come together, it makes what one body. So once we come together with everything that God would have us, uh, have us to do, we represent one body, which is Jesus Christ. So I'll give you an example. Um, I'm gonna use Sister Um, Years ago, um, we had different things set up in the church in a different way. And when you spend time with God, it's not that um, I didn't think that these people couldn't carry out what needed to be carried out, but as I went into prayer, and the Lord told me there's a person that has an anointing for that specific thing that I want you to use. Now, let me tell you what God will do, and if y'all know me, you would know I'm going to follow God's pattern. When we started out, we started out with the Pastoria Committee. We started out with Special Events Committee. I believe Evangelist Newton was over Pastoral. Shirley was over the event committee those two and they had people up under them to carry it out they did an excellent job didn't have that problem but guess what God will do God will find people whose heart is open to what he want done at that time until the right person show up I want y'all to understand something see this is where people mess up at God will use someone in a position until the right person show up that he's sending for that position and this is why you got to keep your heart open and your spiritual eyes open to know what God is doing in that season and people shouldn't take offense because when God do something He's gonna show up and show out with what he's doing now the reason why I'm giving this example and I have acknowledged that not that evangelist Newton or Shirley didn't do a good job They did an excellent job at what they done. But this is what God did, and I'm going to show you how it worked. When Sister Denise showed up in the ministry, I didn't know Sister Denise well. She showed up in the ministry. She was a part of the ministry. But as I was in prayer, God said, I want her to be over both of these committees. I'm like, huh? You know, I got one over this, and I got one over this. He said, I want her to be over both. I want her to handle all the events in the church. So I'm following God's leading, y'all, not based on how I feel, okay? Upon doing that, the first time Sister Denise took this, she took one event, which was hardcore, and set it up within a month by herself. No help. What am I saying by that? He anointed her to do it. When he anoints you to do something, it's no struggle. From the food to the paper to everything was mapped out, it was done. So, what am I saying? This is why you got to know what God wants and how God wants to do it. Now, God has a committee that's up under Sister Denise with the co leader helping her to carry out every event in the church. Why? Because he anointed her to do it. So see, we got to stay up under the anointing that God has for us. Everybody is not going to be able to do it like the one that God has anointed to do it. But the one that he has anointed, he would say, okay, I want you to use this one. Because this one can help you with that. So as sister Denise is seeking the Lord, God will show her people that's around her that can help her fulfill what need to be. I'm so excited. I don't know about y'all. Because when you follow God's way of doing things, you shouldn't be offended. You shouldn't have no attitude because you said, and when people come to you and say, should she be in that position? I know she got in that position and apostle put her in that. No, God put her in that position. Take it up with him and not me. You don't want to buck against God. That's his way of doing things, not my way. So people that do that, the enemy is using them to tear up what God is doing in the body of Christ. Let's go back to some more people. How about Korah, Dathan, and Abiram? They had a position, y'all, in, you know, dealing with um, the Israelites. They had a position. They didn't want that position. They wanted Moses in them position. They thought God is um, with us just like he's with you. But what happened to Cora and them bucking up against God? See, they was messing with God's business. Only thing Moses had to do was humble himself, go to God concerning that person, and God handled that with that person. Look at your neighbor. Say, stay in your lane. Say, quit running your mouth. Ain't about you. See, you ain't figured that out yet. Let's just, see, that's why this altar is here for all us to repent. Burn, flesh, burn. See, God has a way of doing things. And God know when you're talking. He know what you're saying and how you're saying it. And I can say this. Through Sister Denise being in that position, I'll say this. The devil sent everything he could to sit her down. Every cohort he can send, he sent. But guess what? It was working for your good, Denise. It was bringing stuff out of you that you thought you got rid of too. You need to get your praise on, girl. (laughs) See, we don't recognize when people come up against you, God is just preparing you to let you know, I ain't through with you yet. You still got stuff you got to get rid of too. So God is saying, you know, in order for me to keep using you the way I'm using you, you still got to die. And people will make you kill yourself. They will. They will make you literally say, you know what, flesh, you're going to die tonight. Because I'm not going to bed like this. I'm getting ready to crucify you tonight. So we're still talking about the pattern of God and how things need to be done. And God got me going this way, I'm just going to be obedient. Even with Jennifer. Jennifer is over Judah. She have a co-leader. Those two supposed to work together. When people don't know how Judah's supposed to be, we can always have suggestions to say, Jennifer, you should have done it this way. Jennifer, you should have done it that way. Now, if Jennifer's in the presence of the Lord, she's going to say, I'm doing it God's way. So this is the way God want me to do it. It's going to work because God told me to do it. Now, if Jennifer get up there and she start bucking and it ain't the way God said to do it, everybody's going to know, well, we know that wasn't God today. Let us pray. So this is what we do. When God put a leader somewhere, we humbly submit ourselves to that leader saying, we're going to trust God that that leader hears God. If Jennifer miss it, that's between her and God and who else? Me. Because it's my job to go to Jennifer because if God say I want Jennifer there in that position, I'm not bucking against God. But I'm going to help Jennifer to get where Jennifer need to be so that way she's growing in grace and everybody in here falls a little sometimes. We get out of the pattern of God sometimes. But when we get out of his way of doing things, we repent. We have a change of heart, change of mind, and say, God, I went in the wrong way. Now I want to come back and go the way you will have me to go because I know whatever you tell me to do, it's going to work regardless of what people say. So we have to stay in the pattern of God because when we do, God manifests himself. I'll give you an example, Sunday service. Sunday, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I was in a battle, whether you knew it or not. I was over here in this corner battling, feeling so heavy. And before I come out here, the Lord told me, this is what I want you to do. Because I could feel the heaviness in the room. It was so heavy. And I said, okay, God, I'm going to do what you told me to do. So Athea come in there to make sure I was mic'd up. And I said, Athea, I said, we're going to have that song. It's your season. I call it your season. And I said, But Judah don't know it yet. I said, But that's what we're gonna do. So Athea said, You want me to tell apostasy? You don't have to tell apostle nothing. I ain't wanted to tell her nothing because this is what God does. When God wants something to be the way he wanted to be, y'all, you don't have to prepare nobody for it. Because God is gonna do whatever he has to do. So after Judah finished, I knew that there needed to be a change in the room. Because I felt it in the office. See, when you're in the spirit, God is gonna let you feel what's going on in the atmosphere. And in order for the atmosphere to change, it has to be through his word, y'all, the word changes your atmosphere. Singing changes the atmosphere as long as the word is coming forth, which is the word of God. So if your atmosphere ain't saturated, that means that you're going to have some struggle. I was over there struggling. So I said, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to be obedient. Who noticed the switch? Who noticed the switch? Judah song, two songs. Not really knowing. Now, earlier Jennifer wanted to present a song, but I knew it wasn't time for that song. There's a timing for God to do things. So you got to follow his timing. It's following his pattern, y'all. God moved, didn't he? God did what he needed to do, didn't he, Sister Linda? There was healing in the room, wasn't it, Sister Linda? There was some running in the room, wasn't it, Sister Linda? There was some falling out, wasn't it, Teresa? From following the pattern of God, that little woman back there, she running all over the church. Next thing I know, she's going to land on the front row, fall out, and then roll over on the floor just laying there. I said, Jesus, you in the room. I said, you in the room. So what am I saying? Y'all, if you follow his pattern, and the Lord is telling me people need to quit being so judgmental and saying it don't take all that. Who are you to say what God want to do? Who are you to say, this ain't happening with this one or that one? It's not for us to say that. When we follow his pattern and his way of doing things, see, this is his service. This is his house. So we may have something that we want to do. And God said, change your plans. I don't even want you to preach on that no more. I want you to preach on this. It's his way of doing. Because there's somebody in the room that need it. So God know what you need. So we have to have a relationship, y'all. To hear God, and we have to let go of what we think or how we feel. You can't come in the house of God in your feelings. Your feeling about this one, or your feeling about that one. It, worship ain't about no feeling. It's all about Him. We got to lift Him up, and as we lift Him up, flesh dies. So as long as we follow His pattern, we will see a change. So when you see see that lampstand and the way that God told Moses this is the way i want this lampstand to be moses didn't bought god he just followed god's instructions got the person god wanted to make that lampstand and the lampstand come in place so that was the first thing in that lampstand we see that um in exodus 25 it talks about what he wanted him to do and we talked about why was it made of pure gold for deity and holiness And then when you look in Exodus 25, it tells you that that lampstand had six branches, three on one side, three on the other, and it had one in the middle. And all of those um, little um, bowls that was up there was made out of an almond, the bowls on that lampstand. And there was a reason why God had those bowls, seven of them to be exact, made of an almond. And the reason why they said that that almond tree, it would um, bloom um, quicker than any other tree, it would come um, forth quicker than any other tree. So God had those bowls made out of an almond tree. When you look at Jeremiah chapter one, verse 11 and 12, God was talking to Jeremiah. look what He said. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou?" And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. So that almond tree that he saw, he said, what do you see? He said, I see an almond tree. He said, you have well sought, um, Jeremiah. I'm going hasten my word. Hasten means it was going to be quick, right? So that almond tree came forth quicker than any other tree it was budding blooming quicker than any other tree so when he made those bowls like that he was letting them know it represented jesus how did it represent jesus go with me to 1 corinthians 15 20 through 23 first corinthians 15 20 through 23 but now in christ risen from the dead And become the first fruits of them that slept. Christ was the first fruits. Remember, I said about the almond tree being the first tree? But since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, after that, they are Christ at his coming so Christ was the first fruit so that's why he had those um, bowls looking like almonds because of Christ being the first fruit that wasn't the only thing dealing with the almonds the reason how it represented Christ and Numbers 16 y'all remember that that was when Korah acted up right he wanted Moses position he wanted to stand as being priests, So there was a problem. He was talking about Moses. He was talking about Aaron. So y'all know what happened. The ground opened up. And it swallowed him. And it swallowed the ones that was following him. So this is what God said. He said this is what we're going to do. Dealing with what they think. That they should be doing. Now listen at number 17. Verse 6 through 9. And Moses spake unto the children of Israel. And every one of their princesses. Gave him a rod apiece. For each prince won, according to their father's house, even 12 rods. So there was 12 rods given according to each house. And the rod of Aaron was among their rods. And Moses laid up the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. And it came to pass that on morrow, Moses went into the tabernacle of witness. And behold, the rod of Aaron from the house of Levi was budded and brought forth buds and blown blossoms and yield almonds. And Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord unto all the children of Israel, and they look, and they took every man his rod. Why did God do that? Because um, Aaron and his sons represented the priesthood. So, by Aaron's rod budding and had those blossoms and those blooms, and the almonds came on it, he said, Aaron and his sons is going to be the first ones to be the priests. So he um, let them know th- they are the priests, not these, but this is who I have as being a priest. How does that represent Jesus? Hebrews seven twenty one. Jesus is what the high priest. So that's what those almonds represented. So anytime God say make it according to my um, pattern, it's leading up to Jesus Christ. That lampstand was leading up to Jesus Christ. So this is why he said make it according to my pattern now there was another thing that that lampstand had that lampstand in those little bowls they had pure olive oil and they had to put the olive oil in those bowls it's in exodus 27 20 through 21 so the oil had to go in there and y'all know the oil represent what the holy spirit it was in those bowls and that the they had little wicks in each bowl And they had to keep those wicks um, lit. Why did they have to keep them lit? Because it was dark in that place. And it had to give um, the holy place light continually. How does that represent Jesus? Jesus is the light of the world. So everything represents him. He is the light of the world. So what's happening is when you look at the word, you know, which is Jesus. And you look at the Holy Spirit. Now the oil was the holy spirit jesus was that light and he brought light in the midst of darkness right the room was dark when those priests would light those candlesticks you know that candlestick then what would happen it would light up that whole room and that room had to have light continually so they could not let this um candlestick burn out they had to continually light this candlestick and dealing with jesus being the light of the world that's john 8 12 john eight twelve, and then there's another scripture It's john 1 9 that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world so jesus is the light of the world so that candlestick represented jesus so everything that god told them to do even with that candlestick it was symbolic of what was yet to come isn't god awesome so if we know what god is doing And we can trust God in what he's doing. We wouldn't have to try to make up stuff. Y'all, it's so many people out there that's making up stuff to get people to do it and believe it and say, this is what God want done, right? You see so many things that people tell you to do that I don't find in the Bible. But they tell you to do it because that's their way of doing things. Now, if the Holy Spirit is telling you to do it, he's telling you for a reason. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like this, whatever the word says, that's what I'm going to do. But sometimes God will put a twist on things. And I'll give you an example. Um, When we was having Bible study in our home, um, this lady had come in and um, we was having a deliverance service. And this was my first time really seeing a deliverance service. And this other lady was in her face and, you know, telling her, you come out of her, you demon, you come out of her. And the lady just turned red and looked like she was getting mad. And she said, see that demon? She said, see that demon rising up at me? But I I couldn't feel what she was saying because to me it wasn't that way. So I sat there in silence and I said, Lord, what is this? Because I didn't feel like that's what it was. And the Holy Spirit began to tell me, he said, her back is hurting. And he showed me, I could see in the spirit um, her back and I could see a red dot on her back and the Lord said this is where her back is hurting so he said I want you to stop this he said I want you to stop her from doing what she's doing to this lady because it's not that she has a demon she's in pain so immediately I said wait a minute wait a minute and I asked the lady I said um your back are you having back pain she said yeah and I pointed to the spot she said yes but then God said tell her I want to heal her so I said God want to heal you And he said, this is what I want you to tell her to do. Now, this is the part that I didn't want to say. But I had to trust God in knowing that God is telling me to tell her. He said, tell her to do some jumping jacks. I'm like, huh? (laughs) Now, God, okay, you told me this part, but the jumping jacks? Now, come on. I said, the Lord wants you to do some jumping jacks. So she looked at me through obedience. She started doing jumping jacks. She said, I haven't done jumping jacks in years, and my back ain't hurting no more. God will take the foolish things, and he will what? That's what he'll do. So what am I saying? I had to go on what God was saying and how God wanted to do it. So after we finished that, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. He said, when she get home, she's going to call you and tell you, that she was operating in deliverance and you was operating in healing. So I said, okay. My phone rang when she got home. She said, well, I just wanted you to know, just in case you didn't know, I was operating in deliverance and you was operating in healing. Now I could have said, duh. I didn't say that. I said, okay, thank you. I humbled myself because it didn't matter. Why did it not matter? Because as long as the lady got what she wanted, it didn't matter to me which one done what the lady was healed. So this is why we have to follow y'all. God's way of doing things. Moses followed God's way, the exact way God wanted him to do it. Don't you know, Sometimes Moses probably felt like for real God, but since you said it, I'm going to do it. So as long as we do it, God's way y'all, we will see an outcome that we know only God can do it. We have to keep our emotions out of it. We have to keep how I feel out of it. When God speaks, that's what we do. And we don't sit up there and try to do this. Sometimes we can say, Well, listen, now I want to tell you something. And before I tell you, I want you to get mad at me. I'm just gonna tell you what God is telling me to tell you. Now I still love you. Now I want you to understand that. I don't don't need to do all that mess. Ain't got time for that. This is what God is saying for you. You don't have to explain God. See, some people wanna keep friends. <laughs> They want to make sure you steal, my friend. No, I'm just going to lay it out. I'm going to lay it on the line. This is how it is. This is what God's saying. You can take it or leave it. Case closed. So when we spend too much time trying to worry about people's feelings and how they feel, you in the flesh. Because God ain't looking at nobody feeling. Ain't no way I can let Julia be out of order. See Julia out of order. And walk past her, knowing she's out of order, and saying I love her without pulling her aside and say, "Come here, Julia. I need to um, talk to you about something." That's what God wants us to do. Why? Because it's going to help her in the long run. Some people say, "Well, I'll just pray on it." How long you been praying? Twenty years, and they still doing the same thing, and they still think they're right in what they're doing. The word will bring correction. It is your job to give them the word. If they don't take the word, the blood is off your hands because you are obedient. So let's say I told Julia and Julia said, okay, okay, apostle, okay, apostle. And she went on about her business. But then I look, Julia doing the same thing. That's on Julia. That ain't on me. So when somebody else approached Julia, Julia going to say, you know, apostle told me the same thing. So God loves you so much. He ain't gonna let you go out like that. Because if you ain't gonna receive it from me, he's gonna send somebody else with the same thing to let you know. So guess what else Drew, you gonna do? Julia gonna come to me and say, Poss, I'm, I'm just gonna have to apologize. Because when you told me what you said, I didn't receive you. But somebody else come and told me the same thing. So I'm 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 so sorry. That was not right. I'm gonna self her an apology. I'm not gonna go on and say, Well, I was gonna let you fall. If you wanna burn in hell, that's up to you. Burn. See, that's me taking offense instead of saying, okay, well, God sent somebody else. Praise Jesus. See, this is how we handle things. We have to do it the way God would have us to do it and not the way that we think it need to be done. Y'all, the struggle is over. The struggle was over when Jesus laid down his life, when he shed his blood, when he did everything he did for us. He said the struggle is over. There's no more struggle because I done took on all of this. Know what I have already took on and you won't keep trying to take something on. You don't have to take. Know what the pattern of God is. Know the way of God doing. Know his character. If somebody come up to you and they say they saved and they out of the character of God, you're going to be like, okay, wait a minute. Let's talk about this. I know that's not you. That's a spirit that's trying to use you to come. I bind that right now in the name of Jesus. See, you're not going after that person. You're going after what's behind that person that's using that person. So we got to stay in the pattern of God. Let me leave this with you. Remember I said that the lamp stand, it was made of one piece well, I didn't tell you that it was made of one piece, right? that lampstand that represent christ is one with his church one colossians 1 8 the six branches six being the number of man the seven um means completion you had seven lights meaning completion man is only complete in christ john fifteen five. look how god does stuff it always leads up to who it always lead up to jesus so Colossians one eight, and John fifteen five. One, uh huh. Okay, so we are complete in Christ. Without Him, we're nothing, right? And I think it's the scripture in Colossians that said we are complete in Christ too, isn't it? To what, Athia? 210, being complete in Christ. And that Colossians 1 8, take that one off. I'm going to have to give you another one for that one. I misquoted that one. I had to check that one by the Spirit. But we are all one in Christ, right? All of us that are joined to Christ are one right we have the same spirit so we give god glory for this teaching and i believe god has a reason for doing things doesn't he he who is joined to the lord is one spirit with him um i want to um sister denise has shared something with me today and i'm gonna see if she want to share it with you guys do you want to share it sister denise Can you come up here with the mic?
1: Well, um, last night when I went to sleep, me and my husband, I woke up last night it was about three o'clock and I couldn't go to sleep. So in my spirit, God said praise. So I got up, I started praising God. I started giving him glory. I was walking in each room and I was speaking the word. Then I got in the word and I went back over the, about the Red Sea miracle that just has stuck with me about the Red Sea miracle. And I was up giving God glory, going back over it, listening to it and doing stuff. So, today at work, I was short of help. So, one of the uh, other uh, supervisors, they asked me, did I need some help? And I said, yeah. So, they sent me this girl up there. And this morning, I walked by, and she looked so sad. So, I kept walking by her, and God told me, tell her that I love her. So, I walked over to her. I said, baby, God loves you. And I gave her a hug and she broke down and she went to crying and I said, Oh baby, uh, come in my office and to, you get yourself together. I said, cause you don't need to be out here crying in front of all these people. And she went in my office and she told me, she said, You know she said her life was a mess she's just tired and she began to tell me things she was going through how many kids she had and I sat there and listened to her and I ministered to her after she got through I shared my testimony with her things I had been through and I told her I said baby God loves you I said you need to get a relationship with God because he has everything that you need I said all this that you're going through you think you're in love with this man I said you need to get in love with Jesus and then I started telling her about the Red Sea miracle, you know, cause she said she needed a miracle in her life. And I began to tell her about the Red Sea miracle, how Moses divided the Red Sea. I told him about how, I told her about how Abraham and Sarah, God had made him a promise that they would have a baby. And in their old age, he waited till, you know, she was barren and in her old age, when both of them was in their old age, but he gave them a child, and I told her how how Abraham trusted God so much that he was willing to sacrifice his child. He was willing to give the child back to God, but God saw how Moses loved—I mean, um, Abraham loved him so much—till he found he he didn't have to give up his child. And I was telling her whenever she find. God in her life and get to know who God is in her life she won't be worrying about no man because Jesus would be her man and then I was telling her about that on Sunday about the blood and I use my dog for an example I love Carmen so much that you know Pasta was saying on Sunday how you something that you love so much she was talking about Jennifer with her animals and Carmen jumped up and you know came in my mind and I was thinking about, I love him so much. I love my dog like I love a child, like she's one of my children. And then I was just seeing her up there with her head, you know, and they cut her head off and the blood was running down. And I was telling her that Jesus that God sent Jesus to die for our sins. He sent his only begotten son here just for us to die for all our past, present, and future sins. And I told her there was nothing that she has done or could do where God wouldn't forgive her for it. And as I began to talk to her later on, she was out there and she was talking and laughing and cutting up. And then this afternoon when we got ready to go home, she said, I hope I come back up here with you tomorrow. She said, I thank you because you have really blessed me. And I told her, I said, no, it was the God in me. It was God It's nothing that I had done. It was what God was telling me to tell her because God used me. I said, baby, we don't never take nothing from God. We don't take his glory. I said, cause everything we do, we do it unto the Lord. And she said that she just thanked me. And I told her she need to get to know God, and I was going to get her that um, book, Knowing Who You Are in Him. I said, told her, because once she find out who she is in Him and all the benefits and things she has, I said, but you really got to know how much God loves you. Once you find that out, you can begin to love yourself.
0: Now, I want to ask you all a question. How does what sister Denise minister to her represent the pattern? Anybody? Is it his way of doing? Did she do it her way? How did she do it his way? And she used what? Let me tell you what I noticed, y'all. If you get into the word for yourself, and you being taught the word, and you giving the word to somebody else with what you got, don't you know that you will fill a room with people because you are talking with so much confidence and assurity it ain't about you it ain't about me it's about him and this is how people begin to grow in the things of God first of all you have to grow first you have to get mature in God you have to come off that milk first you start out on milk and then you go to the meat and the more mature you get in God and people see your maturity, they begin to trust the things that you're saying by the lifestyle that you're living. And when you're going out to represent him, you're not going out to represent him to get nobody to follow you because they're going to follow you as you follow Christ. But it's because of him you live, him you move, him you have your being. So the more you begin to talk about him and how good he is and talk about what you learn, and don't you know people want to follow you where you're at? Next thing, they're going to ask you, where you go to church? But some people are so full of them and promoting themselves that you miss it. Until we die, totally die from self, people are not going to get what they need until we die. That's how it's supposed to be. We have to die first and say, God, it ain't about me. It ain't about me trying to draw no crowd. It's about you and the more you do that you will see people hoovering around you and they're going to want what you got how many would pull out a piece of gum and you just pulled out that gum and somebody hit that paper rattling I want some I want some of that gum didn't want no gum until they saw yours so that gum was drawing them wasn't it but who had the gum you did so you had to pull it out so I going to leave this with Miracle Temple what are you pulling out thank you for listening we'll continue next Tuesday if the Lord is willing God is good isn't he amen do we have any announcements and I want to say